Alright, welcome in to episode 7 of the Degress Podcast, Matthew Stafford, Georgia edition. Figured we'd go with uh, Matthew Stafford today since he uh, is playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday, which is, brings me to happy Super Bowl week to everybody out there listening. Thank you again for listening, taking time out of your day to listen to me blabber. Appreciate it. Um, well, yeah guess we'll start right away by breaking down uh like i said on thursday's show we uh, i went down to uh kansas city with me and uh about five other coaches on the uh, staff got to uh, go to a coaching clinic we left at about 3 15 on thursday and we drove through the night we got into kansas city about six in the morning and it was it was a long drive i tried to sleep on and off it wasn't didn't quite work and it was a fun trip we get to the uh, hotel in kansas city where we were staying at six no rooms available couldn't sleep so we went had breakfast and uh one of our coaches had to go wanted to go get some uh had to pick some stuff up for uh, hunting and they didn't open till nine so we when we got done eating we went got to uh, the parking lot of where we were going at eight o'clock weren't open till nine so we were uh, all sleeping in the uh, parking lot and one of the coaches had a his CPAP machine on so I remember when I was starting to get out to go check it out just to move around get the legs moving something to do uh, one of the guys that was walking into the store looked at us like we were crazy but it was a fun trip I uh, got to uh, got to learn some new things. Got to uh, excited to uh, incorporate it into uh, our football season, into uh, what I learned, and take to the uh, coaching uh, in the fall. Which is unfortunate that I'm very excited and talking with some of the other coaches. We were all excited, had a lot of fun at the uh, clinic. But we said the only downfall was is that we had to wait until August. So it's February now, August. So got about seven months until we can really start incorporating it. But sometime this week, I'll probably sit down, kind of go over what what I learned, and try to really brush up on uh, things I had questions on, and go from there. But uh, bef- after that, uh, other than the clinic, though, got to go around, got to go check out Arrowhead and Kaufman, where the uh, Royals and Chiefs play. Pretty cool uh, area around there, and. Got to take in some Kansas City barbecue, which incredible, great food, uh, some burn ends, ribs, anything that you can barbecue. KC uh, had it was uh, very impressive. It was the first time I was ever in Kansas City, so it was a fun trip and able to kind of experience. Definitely think it'd be something that I w- place I want to go back to. Maybe go check out a Chiefs game. And then we topped our Saturday off by going to a Brazilian restaurant, which if you've never been to one, I highly recommend going. They just walk around with skewers of meat. They ask if you want it, you eat it. We were all pretty full by the end of it, and it was uh, incredible. Uh, there were Myself and four of the other coaches have never gone there before, but two of them have. And they were talking, and we were all kind of nervous, uh, not sure. So is this uh, actually as good as it is, and are you, are you guys just really hyping it up? And well, they hyped it up, and for good reason. So I think any I would recommend any time you get a chance to go to a 
have a chance to go to a Brazilian restaurant, you definitely go and pig out. And it was an incredible experience. Excited to go back. Excited to incorporate what I learned. And hopefully uh, it'll translate to the football field. So we'll get into it right away. Obviously, uh, there were some uh, other coaching changes that have happened. Uh, um, when I recorded with Grant on Thursday, we were recording. Hopefully, we were going to get an, some type of notification of uh, Harbaugh accepting the job. Turns out, after about two minutes after we were done, I get the notification that he's going to be staying. Michigan fan, as you guys can tell, very excited that he's back. Obviously, losing Gaddis hurts, but Harbaugh has proven to make really good hires in the past, so I'm going to trust his process on what he does and who he decides to go with. Uh, Vikings, they ended up taking the uh, Rams' offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, but it can't be official yet uh, as he is still coaching in the Super Bowl this this Sunday. So uh, I'm not really sure I'm not a Kevin O'Connell expert. I don't have a whole... Uh, strong opinion one way or the other. Obviously, he's got a got um, some work to work to do, whether it be offense or defense. Uh, interesting to see how it turns out. I think the biggest thing is him if he's going to have a good relationship with Cousins. Something that I don't think Zimmer and Cousins had while in their time together at Minnesota. So, if they're able to work together and uh, uh, communicate and be uh, effective. I think the Vikings are going to be in a good spot. The talent is obviously there, so it's just got to mold them and mesh them all together. And if they're able to do that, I think they're going to have a good shot at competing for the playoffs again this year. Um, so we will see on that. Um, obviously, Mc- O'Connell has a big game coming up, so uh, more will come out. We'll probably try to discuss it later after it's everything is official and all the other offseason moves have gone. But uh, as of today, the Dolphins have uh, hired Mike McDaniel, the former or the 49ers offensive coordinator. It seemed like it was a guy they wanted all along. Um, he uh, he not much is known about him. He's worked under Shanahan. He worked with him when he was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. And uh, obviously he was, uh, this is his first year as a coordinator. Shanahan called plays, but Shanahan trusted him. And that must mean something that Shanahan trusted him enough to, he was the game planner for the run game for for the Niners uh, all through the year while Shanahan worked on the passing game, which the big one of the biggest keys to the Niners' success this year was, was and has always been the run game. So obviously if Shanahan, great coach, he is, is trusting uh, McDaniel to go uh, with the uh, the run game, which is such an important part of their offense, was something which they use to really help expand and what they use a lot of play action to build off of. To do that, obviously, Shanahan thinks very highly of him. And the biggest thing that McDaniel's going to have to do is figure out how to uh, take get Tua to go to the next step. Uh, uh I think it could be a good fit there. Um, the offense that Shanahan runs, uh, Sarkeesian was running while he was offensive coordinator at Alabama while Tua was playing. So if they're able to uh, get that connection and build off uh, build off it, so it gives Tua some familiarity with the offense, I think they, uh, they have the potential to take that next step. So 
obviously I will see what the uh, what the results on the field brings, but it'll be it's definitely an interesting hire and uh, see where that goes. And like we'll just stay in the state of Florida as the on f- Thursday night when we were actually traveling, we were sitting down in at a restaurant eating in Fargo. It came across the ticker watching the East West Shrine game that. The Jaguars have hired uh, former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson to be uh, to lead them. Um, obviously, the biggest uh, determining factor for Doug Peterson this year, or for his uh, how he's going to be measured on success, is how well he can develop Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence obviously did he had an okay year this year. I thought obviously there was a lot of turmoil, controversy going on or turmoil, controversy, drama going on in Jacksonville. So, interesting to see how he's able to develop Trevor. If he's able to bring him along and kind of develop him, I think Jacksonville is going to be set up for success. Uh, the biggest thing I that I question with this hire is how well is he going to get along with Trent Baalke. Uh The Jaguars did offer the job to Byron Leftwich, the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, but he turned it down because he didn't want to work with Balky. Uh, Balky has had issues working with coaches in the past, whether it be Jim Harbaugh, Jim Tonsula, who went they went down down together in San Francisco. It's going to be interesting. And Doug Peterson had his own problems working with uh, GM when he was the head coach in Philadelphia. He, him, and Howie Roseman at the end didn't get along. Uh, Peterson was basically quoted as saying he was tired of being told what to do. And it's that was one of the big takeaways that I learned from the coaching conferences is how important that chemistry is. Everybody working on the same page. There's different ways of how things can get done. But at the end of the day, the GM, head coach, they have to find a common way and understand who's got the higher power. And if a, the GM has more say over it, he's head coach has to understand this is how we want it done this is how we have to teach it getting everybody on that same page not having such a divide in that coaching locker room and developing and trying to develop chemistry within the coaches and the front office because teams see that fight players will see that fighting they aren't naive to that and when they're going to get confused too many voices they aren't sure what to do and that's going to lead to a lack of success on the field so Interesting to see. Hopefully they're able to get that worked out because you, you would hate to see a guy as talented as Trevor Lawrence get uh, to have his career go to waste. So we'll stay in the a- AFC South, and it was uh, announced today too that Lovey Smith is going to be the new Texans head coach. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator in Houston last year. Uh, he, uh, he's had... He, Got a lot of head coaching experience. He's been a head coach 11 years in this league. He's got a 92-90 and 90 record. He spent nine years in Chicago. Took them to a Super Bowl. They lost to the Colts. And he also spent two years as the uh, head coach in Tampa. Uh, defensively, he's always been known to have a strong defensive acumen. Uh, this year, the Texans defense, uh, talent-wise, they weren't very good, but they definitely played hard. Uh you could tell by that they uh, were able to sneak away and actually steal some games. They ended up winning four, which I think a lot of people were shocked that they were actually able to win four. So uh, definitely got a lot of questions and turmoil going on in Houston. So I think maybe hiring Lovey, who's been a head coach, has head coaching experience. 
he's going to bring that stability, try to bring some strong leadership to Houston and figuring out what they're going to do as an offense. I, uh, Josh McCown was a finalist, so I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in as the uh, offensive coordinator for Houston. And we will uh, just switch over to the Saints, who as I was getting my notes ready for for this podcast, uh, it was announced that Dennis Allen, the current Saints D coordinator, uh, was the uh, the uh, Saints informed him that he was the guy. So Dennis Allen's going to be the head coach as the uh, for the Saints this upcoming year. He was spent two years in Oakland as the Raiders head coach. Did not have a lot of success there. I believe he was like eight and twenty four. Uh, he was right at the start of uh, Derek Carr's career, and. Interesting to see. I think he learned a lot from Sean Payton. Their Saints defense was consistently a lot better than before he got there. So he understands the culture. He understands the players. Uh, I think it will be a good hire. Uh, We'll see. Obviously got a lot of things to figure out as far as the cap space, turmoil, uh, the cap space, quarterback position. Definitely not one of the easier jobs and... Uh, Eric Bieniemy interviewed on Sunday, um, so he's still out there, and he'll go through another coaching cycle again without being hired. We'll see what happens next cycle, but uh, I don't know. It seems like he's just there's just something in the interview uh, interview process with with him where he struggles interviewing, and at some point I think he'll eventually get a job. But I don't think he's going to complain too much about uh, being able to be the uh, offensive coordinator for Pat Mahomes probably a better situation than what the Saints is to be honest so I think he's content being the OC for the Chiefs uh, the other person that I thought that could have been uh, a candidate still despite the lawsuit was Brian Flores uh, obviously Brian Flores has the uh, lawsuit going on against the NFL uh, not a whole lot on that front yet obviously that's going to play out in the offseason but with the Saints, no one will uh, kind of tumultuous, toxic relationship they have with the NFL regarding the Bounty Gate, the 2018 NFC Championship game, no call, pass interference. I wouldn't have been surprised if the Saints just decided to hire Flores as a way of sticking it to the NFL and kind of like, yeah, he's. Uh, we still aren't getting along, but... Saints go with Allen. Well, like always, any higher. It's interesting to see how it'll play out. And uh, we'll see. I think uh, it does definitely bring stability while the Saints try to figure out their quarterback position. And switching off, we will kind of just kind of talk about some other roundup of uh, what happened uh, over the weekend from the last podcast in the NFL. Uh, Today... Um, which 2022, of course, only this time it comes out where it's a big deal. But Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, he removed all his pictures of him wearing Cardinals attire and gear on his Instagram and basically anything Cardinals related. And he unfollowed the Cardinals on his Instagram account. I don't know what that's all about, obviously. Interesting to see. But... Uh, I don't know if he's saying he wants to be Trey or he's going to go play baseball. He was a first-round pick by the A's back in, 
I can't even remember the year, but he was a first-round pick then. So interesting to see what's going to happen. Obviously, I'm sure more is going to come out uh, as the uh, offseason progresses. So Kyler unfollowed the Cardinals. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the other thing that happened this week was the Pro Bowl happened. AFC came away with a 41-35 victory. I wasn't able to watch any of it. I saw some highlights. I was coming back from Kansas City, as I said earlier. But there's something that has to change with the Pro Bowl. I don't, I don't know what the solution is. At this point, there's not, there isn't a whole lot going on. Uh, there's not much tackling. There's not a whole lot of competitiveness. It basically, from what I saw, it looked like it turned into a two-hand touch game by the end of it. Uh, so I don't, I don't really have any strong solution. The only thing I can think of is to make it more competitive is if you incentivize it where it's a winner-take-all. Whoever, whichever conference wins gets a bonus of you name the sum. Uh, that that I think that's the only way where you can get guys to play and be competitive in that game. Still, other than that, I might as well just give them the the uh, mark. Said they were a Pro Bowl player and give them their bonus then. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what the NFL thinks of how they want to do what they want to do with the Pro Bowl going forward. I don't have any solid solution. So. We'll see. Uh, probably the most interesting news, though, that did come out of the Pro Bowl was that uh, Saints running back Alvin Kamara, he was arrested. He was arrested after the Pro Bowl. He was questioned at Allegiant Stadium and then taken into custody after that. He's uh, arrested for uh, battery, and he allegedly punched a man eight times in a Vegas casino. And I guess there is a video surveillance that supports the, the claims of the, the alleged assault, um, according to the uh, Mike Triplett article on ESPN that I read. So another thing that Dennis Allen has to sort out is figuring out what's going on there. Uh, obviously a sad situation. Hopefully that victim is okay and can recover, but always sad to see something like that uh, um, you never want to see a player getting arrested or any causing harm to anybody. So unfortunate to see there. And unfortunately, that's probably the biggest thing of Pro Bowl weekend that people are going to be talking about. So that is all I have today. So thank you for listening to the Degress Podcast. We're, as, um, we're available on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Um, like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, and you can also follow follow me on Twitter and Instagram at VDGress. That's the, T-H-E-D-G-R-E-S-S. That's at VDGress. I'm available on Twitter and Instagram. You can check me out there. And then you can also check me out, check uh, check out the my YouTube page. I post all the videos of the podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, just uh, under, uh, you can search my name, Dylan Gress. Subscribe, like there. And we will see you back on Thursday with uh, the Super Bowl preview. And we will also be uh, being joined by uh, Grant, who was on the podcast last Thursday, and my other college roommate, Ethan Price. So excited to chat with those two, breaking down, going over the Super Bowl preview, whether it be game itself, props we like, 
uh, Super Bowl parties, different things. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be dropping that episode on Thursday. So thank you again for listening to the Degress Podcast, and we will see you back here on Thursday.